and we are the yoga couple. Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Today's episode is going to be, I think, my favorite one that mm. we've done so far. So I'm really excited to dive into it because we've been referencing the inner work and the podcast is called the Inner Work Podcast and mm. we've been telling you stories, but we haven't got to dive in to what the inner work actually truly, is. Truly, is. Yes, and... It's that time, guys. It's, it's that, time. that time. And I know you guys are ready for it because it's pretty much the number one question that we get emails and messages on is like, I'm really interested in... What can I do? Yeah, How doing do I this, do this inner work, but like, what is it? Yeah, and don't worry, the book is coming. Yeah, the book is coming. That so, will help. That will But help. for now, we have uh, today's episode, which is all about the inner work. And something I want to hit on before we even dive into what the inner work is, is how trendy and relevant is yoga and spirituality mm. and the new age movement right now. And uh, you're probably seeing like all of these practices and positivity movement and yoga movement and meditation movement and even veganism and all of this stuff uh, around bettering ourselves. I guess self-improvement mm. is becoming very trendy and you're seeing it everywhere and it's almost like, should I dive into this? And then if you do, maybe you're like getting sucked into the consumerism end of it and you're buying crystals and, and essential oils and, and, and yoga pants and, and mala beads and, and you're like, but gemstones. yeah, but I look the part, but you know, it's just another identity mm. that I'm, I'm picking up. And I think that this is really important to talk about before yeah. we dive into it. I think, well, not, okay. <laughs> Like when I started, man, I got so excited. I just took on a whole new. What do you mean persona. when you started what? I was fresh, like discovered all this. You know, I think we mentioned in, in maybe the first one. For me, um, one of my first huge books was. Uh, it all started with the power of the subconscious, but then that dove me in deeper stuff. I eventually found like conversation with God. Okay, so basically, um, Matthew is a teenager and he finds spiritual books or new age books. That's what we're, we're talking about. Sure. Yeah, this is college. So not, not quite. It was maybe like 20. Okay. Okay. So I'm fresh out of college. I'm actually in naturopathic medical school. This is when I, that all started. And I discovered I had these uh, amazing friends that were yogis. You know, <laughs> one was a Buddhist monk, one was a Hindu, one was a yogi. And so it was a potent mix for my Christian sheltered self. And so I was mind blown and like, give me more. I want to know everything because I'd only, only know, known one perspective. So man, did I dive in? I mean, I got gemstone necklaces. I uh, continued to grow my hair out. You started growing the beard, uh, yeah. which you I don't still think, have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's had to <laughs> get shaven off many times and my hair's had to get cut and that was a whole identity crisis. But the point is, is um, I don't even think I could grow a very good beard at that time. Though. I saw a picture <laughs> of you once when you were in Bali mm. and you had these like, flowy hemp pants totally well i think you, i had i thought i was at a temple i had and to you were that. walking barefoot and i was like oh yeah you, oh yeah in college i was like barefoot i was pretty it was pretty like obvious you were making a statement it was ridiculous yeah but <laughs> uh, the irony is, is i look back right now i'm like wow that was just so silly because i had no okay, idea so can i just what say it really took when i to met you no offense because hmm. i loved here you. it comes here it comes guys <laughs> But we started our relationship, right? And our relationship was built on the fact that we were both, quote unquote, spiritual. And, you know, we I had this, we both were like these yogis and we had this like spiritual identity. So I thought our relationship was like going to go a certain way. Mm. And then when we started to we'll live together. we just be together and it would be enlightened perfection. Right. We moved in together and then 
you would get angry and you had like a and temper and, and you would and stressed you were also an escape artist totally you wanted artist. to avoid any responsibility right, so okay so i think we've talked about it before like know your coping mechanisms wait hold on okay, and i was going. a little shocked because i was like <laughs> wait aren't you spiritual don't you do the inner work i'm like, trying to get her to stop revealing don't, my weakness don't you do everything you're reading about and then and i was teaching and, and the and answer like was actually hell no no he did not yeah. do it he i just, know it like the back of my he hand he could just talk about it totally. all day long but that doesn't mean he totally. was doing it and this is so freaking important because you might be reading some really impressive instagram captions but that does not mean s-h-i-t yeah it just doesn't yeah i mean i me coming from an academic background um you know like i said i was in medical school at the time and i was learning all this and my intellect absorbed it all i intellectually absorbed it all but uh i thought i could just jump to the finished look you know and kind of put on my jesus persona and thought that would be i would have it and then Ashley comes ultra along. Ultra I was spiritual. ultra spiritual, like JP Sears style, man. Yeah. I was like, I was the epitome of the things he makes fun of. Yeah. And um, then we come along, you know, you you come into my life and the real work began because then there was a constant mirror and Ashley and I uh, spend a lot of time together. And you know, we're not a typical couple that goes apart. We used to, you know, like we've mentioned before with our businesses, we used to spend 14, 16 hour days There was no working. hiding. There was no hiding. Like we worked together, worked to together all the time. You couldn't just pretend to be spiritual anymore because I can't get away. you had to like be it yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And my escapism is to, <laughs> I remember I used to get stressed and I'd be like, I got to go surfing. And, and my medical school was in Arizona. So I would take these eight hour drives and I'd be like, I need to go. I just need to go. And I'd like go surfing. And then the irony would always be, I would get in the water and I'd be like, oh, uh, okay. That was stupid. Yeah, I just but wasted you also a whole wanted like, trip. to drink. You also yeah, wanted to. I was going to say, I had, oh yeah, I had other ones. And then, you know, I would like if smoke a, weed or something. And that would like, I'd be like, oh, now everything's cool. I'm fine now. You basically only knew drink, how to be or, happy if you were getting everything you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And if you didn't have everything you want, you weren't happy. And let me just head on this because the difference between taking on a spiritual alter ego and mm. actually doing inner work is that the inner work is revealing to you that you are content from within yourself and you are mm. no longer reliant on you external circumstances. You shouldn't be angry if someone says yeah. something crappy to you. I'm not saying you shouldn't be. We'll, we'll hit on this, but like you should have a method of dealing with these things. That are you healthy. should be able to um, pull your inner contentment out from yourself Right. When you want to. Totally. And you were totally dependent on what was happening outside. You're like, yeah. I don't want to go out to work every day. So I'm pissed. And it's like, if you were doing the inner yeah. work, you would be practicing gratitude and presence and showing up to what's happening in your life with ultra presence mm -hmm. and doing that. But you were not. No. And I was like, how can you talk about these things? But you're not in your actual life. You were not demonstrating it. And here's the irony is, I mean, for me, I know it was like a blind spot. It's like, I'm not willing to look at it. So if, you know, if the woman I'm with or the pornography or whatever isn't satisfying enough, then I'll move on to the next one. And then maybe that, then I'll be happy again. Or then if, you know, if I need to go drink or I need to go smoke or I need to go surfing, like those were my big things. And so whatever mechanism I used, 
ultimately, I would just keep using that to keep myself blind and to thought, the real work I needed to yeah. do. And I always said, the external is the problem. Right. Oh, the problem is that I need to go surfing. Of course, that's the real reason. Or the problem is I need to have a beer. Or the problem is this girl is not good enough and I need to go date another one. And this created a cycle of lying to myself and missing the real work to be done. Because of course it's not my problem because I'm the spiritual. You basically were, um, what's that word that is a spiritual, um, where you put it back on the other person, you do a, uh, I don't know, projecting. Yeah, projecting. Bypassing. Yes. Spiritually you bypassing. Were a spiritual it's always bypasser. the other person. Could because because I knew the information so like intensely, I could wrap my mind could rationalize anything. Sorry to my mom right now, but my mom said something really interesting. She'll she'll listen to this podcast and she'll oh. laugh, but it's podcast worthy. Did she, she even bash said, me too? Not you. <laughs> but she she's doing the inner work and we were on the phone the other day. Mm. You heard her. She was like, um, really angry at my dad mm. and she was like you know what oh, i'm right, the one it. doing the inner work and, and he's, I came up with he's not and i gave him two, two things, things he, to needs to he needs to change <laughs> and he's not doing it so i'm mad and i'm like wait a second because we yeah, that that's spiritual funny. bypassing she basically yeah. said i'm the one who's, i'm doing the inner work and i gave him two things to change yeah and he's right. not doing it i wanted him to do a b and c and he's not doing yeah. it and I'm the one who's practicing and, yeah. and working on myself and your father's yeah. not. That and is exactly that what That is I did. exactly what you used to do. I would always put it on the other person. Right. It's never the other person. It's always yourself. So that's exactly. the other thing is, uh, is the inner work yep. and all and then this my is great... radical self-accountability. Yes. And that took my great, divine, beautiful, ep- epic, amazing goddess of Aww. love, my teacher... <laughs> Ashley to come along He's and looking me in the eyes. <laughs> this moment is so special. But you know, honestly, I was just telling her yesterday, like she is my greatest teacher. And I can honestly tell you like, uh, marry your teacher. You know, that's always a great method of really making progress. But honestly, you do not she, need, you do not need your partner to be doing the inner work with you. And this is a question we get all the time and I want to hit on it. I think I just did because yeah. I am such a good liar to myself. I don't know if any of you can relate. <laughs> you, it's important. But it is important for me to say also that but you, some people are on, they can handle it. They're honest with themselves. You don't have a problem with it. It's for a lot of, a lot of questions is because mm-hmm. people are like, well, you guys are married. So what am sure. I supposed to do? Sure. And the, the thing about the inner work, it's yeah. so great. You it's really all about to. yourself. So yeah. your partner doesn't need to be doing the inner work with yeah. you. Because, you just have to be honest with yourself because you can use your partner to reveal to you what you need to work on. Totally. So especially if your partner is not doing the inner work, you have a great opportunity because mm-hmm. you get to see that they trigger you to get angry. You get to see that they trigger you to get jealous or they trigger you to be irritated or they trigger you to be fearful right. or having anxiety. Like you get a look at yourself yep. through how you react to your partner. Your reaction is your teacher. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to hit on that. But long story short is that uh, there is definitely a fad and a uh, persona that yeah. you can kind of buy that's spiritual. You can buy mala beads and pants and, and, and you can put cute quotes on your social media yeah. and you know. But are you doing the actual inner changing? Right. The actual inner work. And, and that's what I think eventually we've realized is, well, I don't speak for myself, is that you can look like the finished product, but you don't realize how hard it is to actually be finished and and it's not even that it's hard it's it's that we're trying to scare you away with it's hard because it's so freaking rewarding could be easy 
That, but it's all in how you make yeah. it. I mean, if, if for me, I just have such, you know, I had such intense attachment. So yeah, let's it, clarify. Because the inner work is a confusing word. The inner work, right? The inner work is all about going inside of yourself mm. and readjusting your attention and your focus because we are all very externally focused. We're exactly. looking at our circumstances. We're looking at other people. We're looking at it's our always, situations. The problem's always And we're seeing problems. We're like, that's not good enough. That could be different. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. If only, if only, if that changed, right? The inner work is tuning your attention, holding up a mirror, looking inside of yourself and being like, I'm the one who needs to change. Mm-hmm. The problem is inside of myself. Always. Always. With always. every single, always. always, anything you can think of, you can heal it by going inside of yourself mm-hmm. and doing inner work. So it's about taking radical self-accountability. Yes. Ooh, nicely said. Yeah. And... And the other thing is that the reason and purpose is because we want to be free. We want to be liberated. We mm-hmm. want to be have less fear and more joy. We want to experience the world more less fully suffering. and have mm-hmm. less suffering. And we all want that. But we think by getting better jobs, getting more money, getting better relationships. We think it's an external We're going to have it. And that's, and that's not our, true. And that's what our, you know, we can't really blame ourselves. It's the Western mind, you guys. It's It's the Western culture that teaches us from basically from childhood that it's all about mastering and controlling your external world. You know, think about our consumer culture in the Western world that teaches us basically to, if you get that house, if you get that car, if you get that job, then you'll have the white picket fence, happy life, da da da. We've been fed that narrative since childhood. So it's a, it's a deep program that we have to, you know, have compassion for ourselves and have compassion for our Western world and how we're all, you know, we were taught to chase these things. We were taught to look at the external world and try to change that. And that would bring us final inner satisfaction. And I think we're having such a massive fad and trend changing because I think that generation that um, has achieved it all, like I would say our parents, right? They, our parents' generation has achieve that and now they're kind of like well i'm still not happy and likewise we as their kids are like well i see that my parents are not happy even though they got the job they got the car they had the kids they they got the house yada 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 and yet they're still like "Mm, something's missing you bring up a good point because who is the inner work for it's for that person who's like yeah you can have all the money in the world. I, yeah, you can I got have the, the job. job. I got the money. I got the girl. I got the, the perfect the paper relationship. I, I got it all. But, but yet something, something still seems feels missing. missing yeah. And that is what the inner work in yoga and pretty much every freaking religion is all about is answering that deeper question. And the, the purpose of all of this is the term self-realization. Mm. Because we have been looking everywhere for ourselves. We really want to outside of ourselves and we really want to remember and discover the truth Mm. of ourself, the higher self, the self that is beyond this personality we've been playing and beyond this temporal world and all of these material things. And we want to remember the eternity. Sure. Unchanged by the external. Right. What is that self that is unperturbed unchanged yeah unmoved by the the external world and it's not so that we can more permanent leave the world and not be of this you know this crazy world we don't want to have Mm -hmm. anything to do with it it's actually so that we can experience the world more fully and absolutely um 
yeah, the inner work, the purpose of it is to have more freedom by realizing that the actual enemy and the actual problem is all self-created all and can all be healed from within. Yes. And it takes actual effort and work. And you can buy all the crystals, yeah, all the essential do, oils, you can go on all the retreats, all the yoga pants you want. You want, and but if, 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 if no inner work is actually being done, then nothing changes. Nothing changes. And and, and that's I think I, and I think a lot of people get jaded by that, and so that's why we are doing this. That's right. why we wanted to talk about. And this. I'll talk a little bit about the yoga world because totally yes, please. Um, you know, I I've been practicing yoga since I don't know twelve it's years, like twelve years or something, right? And been I teaching for a lot of those. Yeah, I became a certified yoga teacher when I was twenty one, and I'm going on thirty. And I've you know been in this industry for a good ten years now, and uh. I definitely had a struggle with the identity of being the yoga the yoga teacher or the yogi the yogi right like we've taught at many festivals Mm. we have a social media account that's the Mm. yoga couple I wanted to uh, collect and embody this persona Mm. of being a reputable and well-known yoga teacher teacher. and i thought if i collected um certificates yeah you got a lot of training i have you guys i think she has like two thousand hours or something i've taken pretty much a yoga training like almost every year Mm -hmm. since i was like 21 so i've been in a lot of teacher trainings and um I've even done mentorships. Maybe if I get one more, I'll finally be yeah, happy. Yeah, <laughs> I mentored under, you know, an uh, intermediate Iyengar teacher who yep. was who was trained directly by Mr. Iyengar. Maybe if I maybe if I learn from the, the original yeah, teacher, I, I'll finally be satisfied. This is the thing. I wanted to get so close because in yoga, right, there's this like uh, sparkly glitter around lineage. And, and pedigree, you, yeah, yeah you want to be directly close to the bloodline of yes. the originals, right? The original teachers. And I wanted to be a part of that bloodline. I wanted to like be... Part of that bloodline. Listen, right. It's like royalty. Yeah. <sighs> I wanted to be oh, a direct maybe. descendant of like... Mm so-and-so who was directly trained by Mr. Iyengar. Like I was like, you know, I was acquiring this, this yoga identity, the spiritual Mm. knowledge, because if I just take one more teacher training, if I just do one more mentorship, if I, if I collect more hours and more degrees, shall we, shall Mm. we call it? It's like somebody being obsessed with getting like their PhD or something. Like I just had, basically I was after the PhD of yoga. And, you know, at 800 hour training uh, in, philosophy. in philosophy, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. year long mentorship under a younger, like it just, because if then you could eventually get that amount of respect, then, then I'll then be, then I'll finally then I'll be, be yeah, I'll finally oh, be the, finally found it. Right. I just, it would never end. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in the yoga world can relate to okay. this. It could be a smaller version so, of it if I just take that class yeah. or, or if I go take class from that person. Okay. I did all this, right? And then mm. I started the social media account, the yoga couple. If you scroll back like far enough, our Instagram is like all yoga poses because mm. like at this time, social media is like booming with handstands. And I'm like, okay, so if I sh- demonstrate like how I can do really Extreme advanced poses, poses then I'll have then. respect as a teacher and blah, 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 blah. The story just external, goes on, external, external. on and on and on and yes. on. And I'm freaking all this while missing the damn point, you guys. This is not the damn point. And, <laughs> um, 
There's I, no specialists. There's, there's no, no glitter. And I used to tell you that because I would go there's teach no glitter. at there's a festival, right? It. I would go teach. Yeah, we'd always be like, And oh. I had this dream of like teaching at festivals Something and doing happen. workshops at different studios and traveling and like whatever. Okay, so we do this. So we do it. You and know, then it's my like, favorite was uh, I, you know, we live in Hawaii now because I actually taught at the Hawaii Yoga festival, festival. And I remember getting here teaching and like it was like this big moment for me mm-hmm. i flew to hawaii i was like gonna teach yeah, it was like a life dream right I was, and then i got and i was like i told matthew you i said me and we're like, matthew um, nothing happened yeah, it was just kind of like whatever i whatever. guess i was like how did it go she's like i don't know like it was I like guess, whatever good. like nothing there's no magic a- I guess. after every time she would teach a huge festival she'd always be like um yeah nothing it's just kind of how it is and i remember the first um ones i would started participating in too with you i was just like yeah, you're right. Like nothing right. special. Just is what so it is. So I, at some point, this isn't why I started. I didn't become a yoga teacher because I wanted to be a successful yoga teacher. I wanted to have, you know, that notoriety. I actually was in love with the practice of yoga in the beginning. Hmm. I I was looking was for deep spiritual and I think that's awakening. why everyone I, genuinely pursues I it. I wanted to have some spiritual answers Mm-hmm. revealed and I got really into the practice and I loved it and it brought me so much peace and freedom and then somewhere along the way I got lost mm-hmm. and it started to become more about the identity I was acquiring mm-hmm. rather than the practice and I even stopped practicing mm-hmm. when I was at the peak of my yoga teacher career I barely practiced yoga especially with all the businesses I mean you totally got distracted and I, this is by... a common problem you know and for me at that time I had to look and be like wow this isn't any more about true inner liberation and inner work I am literally just acquiring an identity mm. and that was a really hard thing to admit to myself mm-hmm. that I was just I yeah likewise I was just having a persona and um then I had to switch it up and I had to go back, stop with the teaching, stop trying to be this mm-hmm. really amazing teacher. And I had to be like, I need to step away and I need to um, work on myself. And it was within. when I did the inner work that I started revealing to myself that I have so many issues that I haven't worked on because mm-hmm. I've been too busy looking like I was this spiritual guru mm-hmm. and not enough time doing. Right. And I realized that I had issues with anxiety i Mm. avoid confrontation i don't have any willpower in my gut you know to say no to people i'm a people pleaser i avoid any like you let people take advantage i let people take advantage of me i like it got us into some you want me to say no to somebody and i will like crawl into a ball and cry because i don't want (laughs) to i found her in a fetal position crying in corners a few times yeah in our our time together i don't even want to like tell people how i really feel and i'll self-sacrifice and do what they want me to do because i don't have the gut and the anxiety it's interesting it's a vulnerability So so i had gone all these years doing that not realizing my own limiting patterns Mm. until i realized hey ashley you're not doing the inner work you're not actually doing yoga anymore you're just embodying a persona and you still have all your limitations so you spent all these years amazing looking like a yogi but are you freaking being a yogi totally and then came you and I. Yeah, and, the and then the then it really and then it got real. Yeah, because, I don't give a shit about handstand, you guys. I really yeah, don't we, care. Who cares? Like I want to like go look at everything we've posted on social media yeah. and just be like, don't do does it, this. Does it matter? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it doesn't. 
it's like it doesn't matter not gonna make you more I, um one of my my teachers uh one of the the teacher trainings i took it was so funny my teacher would always say um you know, doing a handstand is not going to make you enlightened. I don't know what or, it was like, you know, and I used to defend it. I was like, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a hard. It's discipline. It's discipline of mind. It, it is, is discipline. There was rationalization. But what's your motive for doing it? What's because I was motive? disciplined because I wanted to achieve this exactly. like really hard thing that to only certain look people what? can do to, to look get more the respectability yogi. of being a yogi. Everything you just said. I Maybe then I will be look, the best yoga be the best. teacher. I will look the part. Be like the part. you know what? Like to me, the best yoga teachers now are the yoga teachers who teach basic yoga because and teach you how to sit and meditate. Teach you how to sit and meditate <laughs> and how to not chase egoic. Yes, and how to be aware of when you're externally yeah, projecting. Yeah, just stay in triangle pose for five minutes and just sit there and just watch your mind because you probably want to do something that's more impressive yeah. so just stay there and, and just, just breathe and just look at yourself yep that's and, and that's some real shit yeah that's, that's the real yoga that's the type so type of yoga that's the now. real inner work is to you we're diving within and we're holding up a mirror we're holding up a mirror to reveal what our mind does like ashley just said when you're doing something very mundane like holding triangle pose or doing what, dishes. Or I always doing say doing dishes. Do, I hate doing Where dishes. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Where does your mind go? Are you resisting? Because Ugh. are we attached resisting. to our external circumstances needing to be different? All of our problems are resistance. It, it's all resistance. And not having gratitude. Exactly. If we can not resist yeah, and Ashley have gratitude. needs to not have dishes and live on the streets or something to find the, you know what I mean? It's like, have you at least you have dishes to clean. Yeah. You know, like have gratitude and you can always get now here's the cool thing about gratitude there's never a circumstance where you cannot find gratitude i mean as extreme as it gets because the radical gratitudist shall we say the radical optimist can always be like well at least i have that at least i have that you know that um one of the most powerful teachers of gratitude and this deep stuff here is you know um i only know his first name nick the motivational speaker who was born with no arms no legs Mm -hmm. his speeches his teaching you guys is just blows anything i know out of the water because he has found he's always like yeah everyone is like how do you possibly have gratitude look at how you were born you know all this stuff and and he's always able to find and pull gratitude out of any situation because it's like well at least i'm alive at least right, i'm here at least, at least i have this life yeah and so what's the inner work what's the true practice of yoga if not to take on an egoic persona of being ultra spiritual in the ultimate yogi and the ultimate yoga teacher it's like to eliminate all of your own suffering through being in gratitude Mm -hmm. and through being fully aware being fully aware and present our mind is resisting our external circumstances and is trying to think something needs to change, change out there. And, and, and the person there. who's practicing is looking at themselves all of the time. And they're not busy looking at other people and at the world. They're constantly doing self-analysis. Mm. So as you're cleaning the dishes and you're grumbling in your head, you're like, oh, that's so interesting. I'm grumbling in my head. I guess yeah. I'm not in a state of gratitude. Why am yeah. I not in a state of gratitude? You know, and then you, this is a process, yoga, the inner work any tools for self-realization is actually the work of undoing undoing because it can be easy if you're somebody who can just let go on your grip of yeah. your reality and be like i have no control i let go some awakenings are instantaneous they there's can plenty be. of records of people instantly letting go they because can they be. just are like 
all right, I give it all it up. It can be that easy if you can just let go. But most people cannot let go. Yeah. Really, really tight. The grip. more invested the ego, the more invested the attachment, yeah. the harder it is to let go. So what are we doing? We're undoing. We're taking off all the layers of everything we're attached to. We're taking off the... Maybe I'm not the freaking best yogi in the world. Maybe I'm not ultra spiritual. Maybe I'm not the most successful business person. Maybe my relationship isn't that great. Maybe it needs a lot of work. Mm. Maybe this is just what it is right now. Maybe I don't have all the money and I'm going to live a life where um, I don't have a lot of material things, but I am happy for what I do have. Like mm. It's this undoing of all of these attachments, attachments and ideas about the ways things should be and, and just identity. being present with what you actually do have, who you actually are, the way things actually are, and being in an ultimate state of gratitude because you're not trying to resist what is. Mm. And this, for Fully a lot of people... Radical acceptance. Radical acceptance. Is, is a little bit of work. That's why it's called the inner work. But it doesn't have to be doesn't like we said. It doesn't have to be. But it just tends to be because our ego, our mind is quite the clinger. It's like we're just... <laughs> it's a stage five And clinger, you're constantly sure. doing it, right? It's like, what's the inner work? It's like, it's going on forever. Yeah. Because you're just constantly checking in with yourself, watching yeah. yourself, and undoing everything that actually uh, is... Mm bringing you suffering in your life so that you can... It does can, get easier though. It does. It, it does really easier does over time. Because you start to, you know, build a habit of letting go. Letting go becomes a habit. You know, you frustration arises and you start to realize, oh, like, uh, why am I frustrated? Right. I need to let that go. And so things I think, like, you know, Ashley's anxiety has gotten really good at passing a lot quicker now. Yeah, because you know, I'm My doing work. anger has passed a lot faster now and then just and and rise it comes up seldomly so things will gradually get easier as you dig through them but sometimes in the beginning you know it's it's an interesting challenge yeah so it's, and it's honestly just because we don't want to look at it yeah <laughs> you know, that's, these, it's resistance totally these tools then you know there's there's so many tools that or, or methods you can go, you could do, you could do yoga, you could, you know, do uh, meditation, you can do inner work, you can do um, your religious practice, your religious practices. They're all leading to this thing, this ultimate samadhi, they call it or enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And so we want to clarify what this is, because it's, it's referred to often. And um, one thing to, to know is interesting that it's becomes if we're not paying attention enlightenment or samadhi can be just another thing we're trying to collect right mm, totally. like it can be like a, a spiritual commodity an achievement. achievement that we're an accolade that we're like right. trying to master or get and yeah it, it become enlightened in, in five days or less like you know it's something we want to achieve we want to get you know yeah. we want to acquire you know yeah and that's that's not really it right it's it's a natural effect that just occurs from doing inner work or whatever method or the undoing of your ego persona and it may or may not happen and for most people um it won't happen and for some people it will come and it will go you know it's not it's mm. not this moments of clarity yeah and what is it it's this oneness with higher self it's this it's when you realize like you say, your spiritual being having a human experience. It's mm. when you finally reunite yeah. with your, with the self that's beyond this personality and there's no longer suffering. Everything is as it should be. You mm. see... No more resistance. No more resistance. You see how everything is actually perfect and it's uh, 
actually ecstasy. Samadhi means ecstasy. So imagine what ecstasy feels like where you're just like, whoa, like behold, like the beauty behold of the glory of God. Yeah, my, behold the glory of God. Yeah. It's that feeling of behold the glory yeah, of God. My teacher says it's Gloria, you know, Gloria ecstasy. What is that phrase? That that phrase? Oh man, it's escaping right I now. I don't know. But it's like, you know, it's that Gloria and excel is you oh man I'm I don't to- even I totally know what you're lost it about. but it's so funny you know it's just that realization of like behold God like glory glory to God have you like, ever seen full, something in nature the where full you... epitome of that energy yeah. that essence that like wow wow have you ever stood like somewhere Pure in nature and just beauty. saw of you like maybe a waterfall or like the ocean you're just or like a sunset yesterday, and you're just in awe yesterday sunset we were on the cliffs and all of life can I was just that. staring off at the the painting of mm-hmm. the cliffs and I was just mesmerized by this beauty of of where we were where we were sitting mm-hmm. it was just so perfect like God's creation and imagine feeling like that anywhere yeah, <laughs> like like just in the bathroom yeah. like yeah. you're like wow yeah I remember um, a teaching that I used to use is uh, until the dirt is like not just dirt. Yeah, you know, like keep it's going. amazing. Or if like until like the weed, you know, because often we look at like weeds and dirt and we're like, oh gosh, like I need to get that out. But until you look at it and it's not just that anymore and it is God manifest, that yeah. now you're getting somewhere. Okay, and so you know, if until the, the piece if of trash on the side of the road is beautiful, like yeah. keep going. If it's not, <laughs> I mean, if it's not trash, how about the crappy moments of life? Totally. So struggles, um, loss, change, like things that we are usually trying to avoid because we're trying to resist what is. What if we felt that way in moments that we used to resist? Mm. What if we had this perspective of behold God, even in... Epic, man. That's epic. That, I that. That's Samadhi, <laughs> right? And so... Um, why are we why are we on this path of inner work or yoga if not to experience even a taste of that right mm. and the thing is is like you might experience a taste of it through these practices through meditation you know a good shavasana at the end of yoga or like whatever it is like chanting and kirtan you might experience a taste of it and the reason it's beautiful is because if you even get a taste of it you will remember it forever mm. and you it's will be a, yeah you'll be able to remember it even when you're driving in your car you'll be like mm-hmm. even if you're not feeling it fully you'll remember and recollect it which will bring it more into your consciousness in your everyday life so it's like even those little tastes of it are life-changing yeah. and some people do psychedelics to mm-hmm. uh, have these little experiences and the, the goal is not to like live on psychedelics but to open this part of yourself right. that hasn't been experienced so that you can remember it and pull it into your regular existence your normal everyday life totally right so uh that's the whole point of the inner work that's the whole point of yoga and it's something to know that there's a difference between just taking on this another identity identity and collecting spiritual things or or really undoing you really actually need nothing yeah you (laughs) need nothing you actually need need no spiritual tools for this anything that's the beauty right you actually need to stop acquiring in a lot of ways you need to just start looking at what is already here yeah so and and this is what's interesting here's what happens when we start this process is when we really start looking the irony is we start to notice a lot of issues. 
So like when Ashley and I, you know, we've kind of both pointed out how we had ourselves on a high pedestal. And then when we actually started doing you the were a, real work. an enlightened hippie who sure. wore uh, hemp pants in Bali and had a beard. <laughs> and I was like the perfect the yoga yogi. teacher. Exactly, duh. Right? Like total stereotypes right. come together to realize we don't, don't know, know shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so here we come together. And like Ashley said earlier, like she, you know, for me, I, I got to, you know, I have no problem throwing ours. Yeah, I keep getting thrown on the bus here. Um, you know, I was angry and stressed all the time when we were together. And when I got squeezed, man, you know, that saying of like, when you squeeze someone, you see their true colors, like what comes out and put me under some business stress, a new relationship, money stress, job stress, working. He had no practices. Working a nine to five. He had no. Wearing a suit, which I never wanted to ever do. He did not know how to. Oh man, Kevin, cut my hair. Be this spiritual persona he was uh, Take it all away from me and and see what happens. Yeah, what, can you still. Take all my vices, take all my coping mechanisms. Can you still be that while you wear a suit, while you're under pressure, and while you go to work, while you're in a new relationship. Our Can you first still be podcast that? on how we almost got divorced, that that massive breaking point, you guys, was the product of doing this. Taking away, you know, no more alcohol, no more smoking marijuana, no more surfing. It's almost cut like- your damn hair, go get a job, wear the damn suit, yeah. do the nine to five. You know, work you know what weekends. It's like? it's like when they say, if and you're, see what happens to you. Yeah, it's almost like when people say, "Oh, they only go to church on Sunday." Yeah, do that. that do that every day. It's the same concept. It's like Practice people that just go to church on Sunday, day. but then during the week, you're like, "Are you Christian?" It's right. that same concept. It's like exactly. you're supposed to be this spiritual person, but then yeah. you're only spiritual when you're wearing the right clothes and like totally. pretending to I be can it. Take it on and off. Mm. No. No. Yeah. So. The, the the challenges begin. Now, here's what I would recommend is take one vice away at a time, okay? And I think the funny thing for Ashley and I is, like I just described, for me, I pretty much took away like my five massive attachments all at once and it jacked us Can I up. just say though why we're saying take away your vices is because I can't reiterate this enough is like the inner work and self-realization in yoga is to is to be independent. Like mm. you do not need, you do not need anything outside of yourself to make you happy. Exactly. You do not need the perfect house. Mm. You can live in, you know, way With, less. How about just within without. your means? Because it's usually we're chasing beyond our means. You don't that need to have a drink to calm yourself down. Mm. You don't, you don't need, need to smoke, smoke to calm you yourself down. You don't need to go surfing. You don't need to have, you don't need sex, to have more sex to be happy. You don't need to go you flirt need, with another person. If you think you need and you have all these cravings for these things it's like you're so trapped you're in shackles yeah. because you're a slave to your desires because if you, any of those things get taken from you who do you become uh i turn into Gollum. right <laughs> and so this is the thing like, and it's like oh okay how about this don't this is another one mm. can you be embarrassed and humiliated in mm. public no, like ego hates that. yeah like it's it's in, like it's not just drinking or mm. like these things you think about it's like pay attention yeah. to everything you resist yeah you know pay attention to uh who who are you when you feel like you've failed in front of yeah. other people can you f- look can you look stupid you in front of others love yourself can you be, are you still at peace can you feel unattractive in front of others yeah can, can you, you go outside without, without makeup? makeup yeah like <laughs> you guys might notice too like i if you're following us on other channels i don't really wear makeup ever 
And a few years ago, I couldn't even go out in public without Mm -hmm. putting on mascara and foundation and doing my hair. Like, I don't... And I could never go outside, like, in my pajamas. I always had to, like, dress to impress, look good, and now, like, my hair's never done. And here's the thing. It's... Wearing pajamas out here, basically. the, The middle way is, like... All of it is meaningless. So, mm-hmm. like, if you wear makeup, it's not like a bad thing, right? Totally, totally. You can, I can still get dressed it's up just and wear makeup, the attachment. but it's the attachment. Do I have to do it to be comfortable? Exactly. Ah, nicely said. Yeah. If I'm totally. uncomfortable, then it's something, something to, to look, look at. at. <laughs> so, pay attention. The inner work is look at every area in your life mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and instead of coddling yourself and giving mm-hmm. yourself exactly what you need to be comfortable, be like, mm mm. Nope, I don't need that to be comfortable because no. I'm comfortable inside of myself. I don't need to put on makeup. I don't need to have a drink. I don't need to be successful and impress other people. I don't like whatever it is, yeah. right? Figure out any any time on a major resistance. Even minor. Anytime, yeah. any time you are uncomfortable. The Look inner work means you are self-investigating. You're like, hmm, why is that? And then you're challenging yourself to go outside of your comfort zone and to find inner peace amongst the discomfort. Lean into this comfort and realize that it's not true. You are comfortable inside of yourself. You're at peace inside of yourself. Like this is the practice. Yeah, one of my favorite movies on enlightenment, that Revolver movie, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but there's this amazing line in it about, the whole movie is about transcending the ego. And... um, there's a great line where he says, the truth, you know, you're, it's hiding behind, he, the ego is protecting the truth, protecting its, you know, the secret with what? With our pain, with our discomfort. Yeah. Because it protects itself with our discomfort. Because when we get uncomfortable, we will never look any further. We will escape it, right? We will go away from the pain and the discomfort. When we get uncomfortable, we go use something, a vice, to make ourselves feel comfortable again. And the truth was right on the other side of that. Embrace the pain. Embrace the discomfort. And that is how we liberate ourselves. And that's just what Ashley just said, you know. He's hiding behind your pain. Embrace the pain and you will win this game. Embrace the discomfort and you will win this game. That is the secret to it is to walk into the discomfort and when Ashley and I have our confrontations and we talk about this holy crap I mean you we just look at each other and we say I this conversation is making me so uncomfortable right now and then we keep pushing yeah <laughs> and yeah. we grit our teeth through the it moment sometimes you want to walk away because I always want to walk away that it's is like, totally my mechanism I want to get up and walk away and Ashley says nope sit down that's the moment We're you need to stay done. longer and- I have to keep going I have to push through the discomfort and the yoga and that's where the breakthroughs happen the actual yoga of doing asana and poses is mm. this exact method it's like you're doing asana honestly there's lots of reasons for moving energy and you know having whatever whatever but honestly the philosophical reason is that you are putting yourself into very uncomfortable shapes and situations and you're they say the pose starts the moment you're uncomfortable yeah so you need to stay for five more breaths and you're practicing leaning into discomfort and Mm -hmm. staying calm and staying at peace and uh this is this is the whole thing and when we look at yoga or any religion, there's all these um, 
rules they look like. Yeah, it seems like. Like they're in the in in Christianity there's like 10 commandments, there's all these rules and then in yoga there's like the yamas and the Don't niyamas. Don't do this, do this. Don't do this, do this. Right. And it's really interesting because uh the answer of like does this apply to me is is really it depends because I like to think of these rules as having three different levels and we have to look at these rules as not actually rules of you need to just follow these because they make you a better person Mm. the reason you follow these rules or you apply these rules or you consider these rules we'll call them guidelines yeah i've always liked guidelines is because they relieve your own suffering not because you're going to be judged by God yes, or you're like going to be absolutes. It's just, Hey, if you do this, you'll probably be happier. Yeah. I like, uh, <laughs> I actually like this, what you'll probably be happy. the Mormons say about mm-hmm. them is that Jesus taught a pathway to happiness. Pathway to happiness. Is that right? Is that sure? Is that, it's maybe a, that's just how I interpret it. It's a path to happiness. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere in the book of Mormon, but it's a plan of happiness. Plan of happiness. Yeah, Thank that's you. What it's it's a plan to. of happiness. And you can think of all of the rules, guidelines as or actually to help you be happy. It's not to impress other people or to put or on a to show be obsessive and judge yourself. About, and to judge that's yourself what really because I broke this rule. No, yeah. it's if you do these things, you yeah. in yourself this is the plan of happiness. You're yeah. going to be happier. If you don't steal, you'll probably be happier. Yeah, if you don't become an alcoholic, you'll probably be happier. If you don't cheat on your spouse, you'll probably yeah, be happier. If you, if you cheat don't, like, and you lust, become addicted to drugs, yeah. you'll be happier. Lusting doesn't, it's not like, oh, I get to go sleep with all these people. Mm, it's so fun. There's so much suffering. There's actually a lot of suffering attached so to that. Much. So you're avoiding all of the consequences of the suffering and the pain. Exactly. Uh, be- drinking is a lot of fun, you know, or whatever. Until it's, you until get liver disease. Yeah, or you end up on the streets, or you make bad decisions you're when you're drunk, it. exactly. and it's like you're avoiding, or yeah, you, or you crash, have a headache, or you kill someone, you have or a I mean, we know migraine from a hangover. Yeah, you get a hangover. That's the most just, obvious example. You're avoiding your own suffering is the whole point. So, yeah. uh, even in the yoga uh, yoga sutras, there's yamas and niyamas. There's like these observances, self observances, you know, cleanliness and brahmacharya, mm-hmm. like conserve your sexual energy. It's like the same stuff is in there, you guys. It's like. Everything you see in Christianity of like mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, it's it's in everything. Because these are not just rules to just be followed. They are a plan of happiness that you can be liberated from your own your own suffering. And the three parts I like to think of them as is like in level one, you might not have any self-discipline. You might be struggling, right? So following these self-observances or these rules or these guidelines. You're doing them because you need the guideline. Because yeah. in the beginning... Just, it's kind of like the attitude of like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just tell me. I, yeah. I'm not ready to make the decision myself. I'm not ready to like figure it out. I'll just... Just tell me. Please, please, please just tell me. I want to make some progress. I'm yeah. not happy and yeah. I, need I need help. help. Need help. So you're like, just follow these guidelines because they're going to eliminate some of your yeah. own suffering. And at first, it's really hard. You're like, but I want to drink, but I want to have sex with everybody I see. I want to, you know, like you have all these like addictions. And mm-hmm. so you're like, but I have to follow the rule because yeah. you're just getting there, right? And then the second stage is you start to see the benefit mm-hmm. and you want to do it because... Out of your own genuine understanding. Yeah, you're like, you know what? When I used to drink all the time, I had so many more problems, and now exactly. I don't because I yeah, stopped I got that. In fights more often. And when someone I offers me worse. a drink now, I'm not I'm like, just like, oh whatever. I'm not like, oh, but I can't. I can't. I'm like, it's, I really uh, don't want to. I really don't want to. I'm okay. 
Or if you do, it's like you finally have control to stop at one. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I'll have four. Right. Exactly. So you start to maybe truly master yourself and right. having moderation. Or what about forgiveness? In the beginning, it's like, forgive your neighbor. And so you're like, oh, I'm forgiving uh, them okay, even I though I don't you, want to. But, I still but then you. <laughs> you practice it. And then later on, it becomes like, I like oh, to forgive because it relieves I my own pain. I genuinely feel better. I feel better. Yeah. Mm. And then the third stage is like, there are no longer rules that you want to follow. It just becomes who you are. You're not Sorry. even... You have become the teaching. You have become the practice. It's not even a question anymore. There yeah. are no more rules. You don't even need rules because you just are... It's a way of life. You just are. Yeah. It's not even... It just is. Mm. Like, I naturally am this way. Right. I naturally forgive people. It's I don't have to try to forgive. It's officially become... You. You can almost say you officially mastered it you've become it yeah so everybody's at a different level of consciousness at different areas of life you know mm. like i really like this one because uh it's well, it's very much controversial in the spiritual community uh it's like stay away from negative people because they have a problem yeah. for every high solution vibes only. high vibes only like we hear that stuff right <clears throat> and uh we tend to either be like yes yes totally like only be around high vibe people like get away from negative people or we're like um actually you should be a light and you should be yeah. forgiving um jesus walked around the, amongst the sinners right okay <laughs> so, it's, so like, well, it depends who it, you're talking it depends to. it always depends because for some people they're at the very beginning stages and they have not mastered that is super social important. temptation they or need to have holy pure company. temptation and need to be away from that they need to get out of the bad situation they're in so saying get away from those people that are uh a negative influence on you that's a good teaching for them at the very beginning yeah. of their spiritual practice because they actually need to do that yeah, right because now because it is dragging them down but then when someone's mastered it and it and other people don't affect them anymore then yeah of course that person can be around yes you know negative people and be a light and all of that is true yeah, and because that's the they've irony mastered about, themselves that's the irony about the teachings and all this being on the internet and things like this is because it's so funny everyone wants to argue and it's like well everyone's kind of right you guys it everyone's technically right because everyone is speaking from their level of consciousness their level of understanding like, so from their pers perspective it is correct so you have to kind of take it in moderation or, or it, as a grain of salt you know take it in like like with a grain like, of salt like let's say this See there's it. that guy who's in a gang Okay. And he's like finding spirituality or okay. Christianity or religion or he's finding anything good, right? Okay. Or yoga. And he's talking to his teacher and the teacher's like, okay, you should probably separate yourself You probably need to from leave that. the gang now. Yeah, because he just started, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, he's, he's going to get... He's not going to make any progress because he'll just keep getting sucked getting back into the old habits. Because he's getting tempted and he hasn't mastered himself and he hasn't mastered his temptations and he hasn't done Or how about this? Then how about an easier on, one? How about like just like an alcoholic? Right. You should probably stop going to the bar. Right. Get away from the people who are tempting to drink. Exactly. Now, after a year, two years, or maybe a couple months, or however long it takes, he's had some self-mastery. Now he can go back to those people and he can be a teacher or and a help. beacon of light and or help be an them be an example. And being around them doesn't even tempt him mm. because he's just sharing his light and being like, yeah. I am a better way of living and I want to inspire you. And being in the same room with them doesn't tempt him to pick up a drink or do any bad things. Exactly. It makes him have compassion and want to like share his life. You have to get there first. Exactly. So... Stages, stages. So well, that's Depends. how you have to look at every one of these spiritual disciplines. And some of them might apply to you and some of them might not. Yeah. Like some of them might be something you do need to work on and some of them you're just like, oh, I don't really have an issue with that. Like 
let's say uh, do not be covetous or jealous or something. Maybe for some of you, you're like, yeah, I've never really had an issue with that. You know, so like that teaching is like, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Drinking. Or like, like drinking. I can have a Maybe. glass of wine and nothing. Yeah, like, like I have, not ever have one again yeah, for like I have months. an addictive personality and Ashley doesn't. So for me, certain things are like a lot harder. Like if I drink, I'm like, cool, let's like party. Let's keep going. And Ashley's like, oh, I just had one glass. I'm fine. Yeah. And I don't need one for another. I don't, yeah. I don't need one ever again. And I, you, you know, know? And, and so you got to just understand, you know, we have to see everyone with compassion and see that everyone is only reflecting uh, their understanding. Everyone is doing the best that they know. Socrates said this great little saying of uh, all men or humans, all people believe that they are doing the best. And that is like really radical for us to understand. But you have to just see that from our understanding, we are doing what we believe to be best at all times. Yeah, totally. So where do you go from here? You know, like you're seeking all this out. You've probably seen like we said all this stuff, all of these inspirational quotes or these yoga poses or all of this commodification of spirituality everywhere. And it's like, you want to, you want to get started, but, um, what's actually going to lead you to the inner contentment you're searching for. And the inner work is, is it's all about going inside of yourself. It's like, you don't need everyday life anything else you need self-awareness there's and you no, need to practice doesn't need to be special doesn't need to be a ritual doesn't need to be only on sundays doesn't need to be you don't need a every, special room you, you don't, don't need, need a room a, you don't need a certain bead or a, a crystal or a hairstyle or a certain clothing you it just practice day to day every moment you check in with yourself you do self-analysis what am i resisting what discomfort am i trying not to look at you practice gratitude awareness presence you're undoing all of the programming, you're undoing judgment, you're undoing anger, you're undoing greed, you're undoing and those rules that are in the in the in the yoga or in any religion are are there as guidelines for a path to happiness. So mm. if you need them in the beginning, you need them. Yeah. And and if, and you, if you don't if you're resisting some of them, look at why you're resisting it. Exactly. Like I resisted uh, you know, being raised Mormon. It was like, don't drink, don't smoke. And I was like, but why? Don't have sex. Yeah, don't have sex before marriage. And no then I, you became obsessed with did, all of them. I became obsessed with all of those things and had to learn for myself like a knucklehead. And you thought that, you were demonstrating your yeah, freedom. And I was like look how free I am and this is a great point oh. to go into real quick real quick is I was obsessed with I'm demonstrating how free I'm I am so free because I can do all those things and all these rules are so limiting and so binding it's like for losers and instead holy crap did I learn the hard way that actually here's the irony guys I was the most enslaved because my desires most limited ran me and Here's a really cool thing to think about that I'm currently really focusing on mastering in my, in my journey right now is discipline is the highest form of freedom. And if only I would have understood that as a kid, I could have saved myself a lot of suffering. I'm so grateful that I got through and survived because there's some stupid things I did that I probably should have died from. And, you know, then I would have had to really learn the hard way. And luckily, you know, I made it through and to now see that self-mastery, you guys, is the highest form of freedom. Being able to withhold, you know, and, and not give in to my desires mm -hmm. is so powerful. And I thought, 
oh, that's so limiting to like not be able to drink or to not be able to have sex. Yeah, because and, you were only doing it because it was a rule. Because, because it was a rule. you didn't understand the suffering. And I didn't understand it. I didn't even, I never got to stage two. You know, it took me forever to get there because I just kept doing it, kept doing it, being like, yeah, I'm so free. All you guys are like squares. You're just following the rules. You're just following rules. the rules because you think you have to. And it's like, yeah, man, at least they're doing it. You can't even get through stage one. Yeah, because you're can't so even, addicted to your even, own desires. Yeah, I'm you're so, so trapped. I'm so trapped that I, I've even convinced myself that I'm not trapped. That's yeah. how trapped I am. Yeah. You know, and that was a beautiful realization. And I think that's kind of cool point on this. It's just discipline is the highest form of freedom. Holding up the mirror constantly is yeah. the highest form of freedom. If we are, if we are controlled by our circumstance, we are not free. No. If we are controlled by needing a drink, you're not free. If we are controlled by needing to go freaking surfing, come on, <laughs> you're not free. You know, and these are. If you need everybody in your life to act a certain way and, and, or and talk to you a certain way, like you can't get just, irritated because somebody else lives their life differently, or, or yeah. you don't like the way they talk to you, yeah. or you don't like the way they do things. Like none of that should affect you. You are not free if you're walking around pointing out how everything around you is wrong. It's always What about else's looking problem. it's always someone else. It's always something else. Yeah. How about look inside of yourself and, and be free up. from within. Let go. Let go of the need to have your external environment please you. Mm. And that's the epitome of the inner work. That's the epitome of the go inner work. Within. Go within. And so um, this is all going to lead to a much happier life where it sounds yes. so serious right now, but like Guys, it's but, just, it's so much fun because but, uh, yeah, when nothing controls you outside of yourself, you like are, you're the yeah, most free the person most in the world. Free. Like you, we all want this, but we just don't understand. We don't realize what it takes to get it. Yeah. So you know, like, like me confusing it. Well, freedom is to be able to do all the things. It's like, actually, bro, like you got to twist Anyone it. can do that. Anyone can do that. Anyone <laughs> can just give in to any desire. Yes. It's actually... And that's what do you the, do I, when they're all taken away from exactly. you? Exactly. And that's, we've already, you know, told the story. Uh... <laughs> Maybe it's not pretty. So look at that. Yeah. Look at what happens when you take away what you think makes you free. So I hope that this clarifies more what the inner work is. And like we said, there's uh, a book coming and there's It's going to be so exciting to break it all processes down. And we'll break it all down. And, and how we go about it. And this. how we go about it. But the, the truth of the matter is, is you could probably just listen to this podcast and totally get it. Like yeah. this is. It's ultimately simple. It's the truth this is simple. simple. It's undo everything you're not liberate yourself from yourself from <laughs> your perceived self yeah liberate yourself from your resistance yeah and be free be free from your circumstance be free from your situations from like your choose contentment from with inside of yourself lean into discomfort and be unaffected by it and it's a practice fearless, man. be fearless Own less up. fear more joy that's the inner work yeah less suffering more joy yeah mm. and doesn't matter if you have mala beads or not <laughs> and if and after this process if you like your mala beads that's fine you can tell i have mala beads yeah i love them yeah but... i still have my long hair and beard because yeah. i like it and i love all my little but it doesn't have to define you anymore it doesn't yeah, have to control you anymore. Matter. if i had to cut my hair tomorrow then so be it it wouldn't crush me anymore you know and that's when you know you're 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 truly free is they can come and go and it none doesn't of matter. it matters and it doesn't matter anymore it just doesn't matter Highs and lows of life will always come and go. But if you are doing the inner work, you are always at peace. Mm. All right. Namaste. Namaste, guys.